Welcome to Epic Moses, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. As we continue to talk about the subject of consciousness, we will be considering in this second part of this presentation other aspects of this subject of consciousness. We had seen in the last episode the importance of an individual becoming conscious of themselves beyond their physical component as a means of gaining mastery over their body. This is known in some circles as mind over matter. It is generally based on the fact that the mental realm rules over the physical realm. So it is expected that all physical actions should be deliberately initiated in the mind. The key word here is deliberately. We will get back to that point as we progress in this discourse. For now, let us take a deeper look at the dimension of the mind where it all happens, which is also called the soul realm. The soul dimension is not just one generic lump, but it is divided into segments which play different roles to achieve the result of the well-being of an individual. In the soul realm, we have the emotional component and also the intellectual component. These two components work for the individual, but they work by facing opposite directions from each other. They can be compared to two security guards who though protecting one place, do so by facing different directions to better cover their area of concern to prevent possible security threats. It makes sense that while securing an environment, all security personnel in a location should divide their area of assignment into segments to better secure the whole place. This is exactly how the emotional and the intellectual components of the soul operates. One faces towards the physical senses and the other faces away from the senses towards the spirit. One interprets physical senses by generating feelings and the other interprets the same information by reasoning beyond the physical impulses. Both play vital roles in the life of an individual, but they do very different jobs, which sometimes seem to be in direct opposition one to another. I had at times in the past spoken about the theosophical makeup of man, especially as regards the soul. The soul, as we had said previously, has three components the sensual soul, the intellectual soul, and the spirit soul. These three parts are called different other names by different people, but the main thing is that they deal with the emotions, reasoning, and intuition respectively. 
Now the two segments we are speaking about now in this episode are the first two, which are the sensual and the intellectual minds. They are the parts of the mind which deal with feelings and reasoning. At the beginning of a person's life, the first part of the soul is the only part which is quite active because aspects of it come pre-programmed at birth, which is why babies know they are hungry and they get upset when they feel pain. But beyond that, not much is active in their minds. As a person gets older, they gradually develop their intellectual capacity until it gets to a level which differ from person to person. However, there's an average level of intellectual capability that a normal adult should have. Notwithstanding all this, many people, though possessing a standard level of intellect, still rely mostly on their primordial mind which is the sensual soul to make decisions. I believe this happens because of a strong connection maintained with their physical side and little value placed on their spiritual side. Now the sensual soul, as I have already said, is very important to a person. There are many human functions that depend on it to work. Anything that gives you emotion is processed with it and enjoyed with it. Imagine not feeling any pleasure when you hear a good music beat or not feeling any emotional love at all. Also think of not feeling sorry when you hurt someone or feeling happy when things you like happens. All these emotions are triggered by chemicals within the body and they provide pleasure which makes a person really feel alive and vibrant. But on the other hand, these emotions, as I said, are triggered by chemicals. When I found out that all the feelings I have been having all my life are as a result of certain chemicals in my blood, that information really made me step back for a second. I thought, you mean all these things I have been feeling like are because of chemicals driving me? It really put a lot of things into perspective for me. The truth is that it made those feelings not to have so much value to me anymore. Imagine realizing that the emotional love I have for someone is actually a chemical driving the whole thing. How can I be under the influence of mad chemicals? I thought to myself. It woke up the inner pride as a spirit being made in the image of God. This knowledge really made me even more determined to rule over my emotions, not just my body. I was amazed that a feeling to harm someone when I am angry is actually one stupid chemical pushing me into trouble. The chemical release into my blood may have been triggered by events, but the fact remains that it's the chemical making me feel that way. Now everyone has emotions, 
and no one is perfect nor can ever be. As long as we live in this body, we will always have to cater for the needs of the body in which we live, though we are spirits made in the image of God. That conflict of interest will always drag us here and there, and we must accept our humanity while we drive our divinity. Let's be honest with ourselves. What kind of human life can anyone live without those emotional contents? They are really what makes human life vibrant and interesting. A complete human life must contain both good and bad. Both have their places in what makes life complete. So nobody is going to have just good in their life. There will always be bad. However, regardless of what you do in life, good or bad, the most important thing is to be deliberate about your life. Live intentionally. Now this is the heart of this subject. A lot of times, the subject of good and bad can be very relative from situation to situation. So most times, it's only God who can really judge things in the end. Therefore, the least we can do is to ensure that every action we take is intentional. Let's not be at the place where we are made to do anything, either by emotions, devils, or other people. But let all actions emanate from our intentions, no matter what. Many people at moments when they don't want to take responsibility for their actions say it is the devil or their feelings or some other person who made them do it. May that person never be you. Blaming other people for your action is a sad way to live your life. This was the first disempowering thing Adam did when he blamed Eve for his own actions. Who knows, maybe things may have been different if he simply took responsibility. There is no doubt that there are feelings. There is no doubt that there are devils and manipulators who can drive and influence people. But let us at every time place all under the analytical watch of our intellectual mind to make the decisions. The truth is that most religious actions are not even as a result of intelligence. In fact, most religions expect you not to employ your intelligence, but rather your emotions. Regardless what it is, before you act, think about it and be sure it is beneficial to you and that it is not harmful to others. But then again, if you decide you would like to kill yourself, you should own up to it. There are many thrills that can make life really interesting. But what you should never do at any time is to say you were made to do it. Take charge. When you get angry and break things, then eventually have to replace them. Who loses? When you are jealous, and destroy the relationships in your life, 
loses. You could even be in love. It might even be Jesus you say you love, but then alienate yourself from your loved ones because of your passion. Hope you won't be the loser. The bottom line is, don't say it's just happened. Be intentional about your life. Until we meet next time for the concluding part, may God grant us divine wisdom in Jesus' name. Thank you very much for listening and God bless you. were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.